Introduction When elephants fight, ants should stand aside. Norodom Sihanouk, King of Cambodia on the Vietnam War People usually refer to the bombing of Cambodia as if it had been unprovoked, secretive U.S. action. The fact is that we were bombing North Vietnamese troops that had invaded Cambodia, that were killing many Americans from these sanctuaries, and we were doing it with the acquiescence of the Cambodian government, which never once protested against it, and which, indeed, encouraged us to do it. I may have a lack of imagination, but I fail to see the moral issue involved and why Cambodian neutrality should apply to only one country. Why is it moral for the North Vietnamese to have 50,000 to 100,000 troops in Cambodia? Why should we let them kill Americans from that territory? And why, when the government concern never once protested, and indeed told us that if we bombed unpopulated areas that they would not notice, why in all these conditions is there a moral issue? Henry Kissinger The Vietnam War could have been called a comedy of errors if the consequences weren't so deadly and tragic. In 1951, while war was raging in Korea, the United States began signing defense pacts with nations in the Pacific, intending to create alliances that would contain the spread of communism. As the Korean War was winding down, America joined the Southeast Asia Treaty Organization, pledging to defend several nations in the region from communist aggression. One of those nations was South Vietnam. Before the Vietnam War, most Americans would have been hard-pressed to locate Vietnam on a map. South Vietnamese President Diem's regime was extremely unpopular, and war broke out between communist North Vietnam and South Vietnam around the end of the 1950s. Kennedy's administration tried to prop up the South Vietnamese with training and assistance, but the South Vietnamese military was feeble. A month before his death, Kennedy signed a presidential directive withdrawing 1,000 American personnel, and shortly after Kennedy's assassination, new President Lyndon B. Johnson reversed course, instead opting to expand American assistance to South Vietnam. Over the next few years, the American military commitment to South Vietnam grew dramatically, and the war effort became both deeper and more complex. The strategy included parallel efforts to strengthen the economic and political foundations of the South Vietnamese regime, to root out the Viet Cong guerrilla insurgency in the South, combat the more conventional North Vietnamese Army, NVA, near the demilitarized zone between North and South, and bomb military and industrial targets in North Vietnam itself. In public, American military officials and members of the Johnson administration stressed their tactical successes and offered rosy predictions. Speaking before the National Press Club in November 1967, General Westmoreland claimed, I have never been more encouraged in the four years that I have been in Vietnam. We are making real progress. I am absolutely certain that whereas in 1965 the enemy was winning, today he is certainly losing. New York Times, November 22, 1967. At the same time, the government worked to conceal from the American public their own doubts and the grim realities of war. Reflecting on the willful public optimism of American officials at the time, Colonel Harry G. Summers concluded, We in the military knew better, but through fear of reinforcing the basic anti-militarism of the American people, we tended to keep this knowledge to ourselves and downplayed battlefield realities. We had concealed from the American people the true nature of the war.